0: This diary belongs to Nikki J. Maxwell, private and confidential. If found, please return to me for reward. No snooping allowed.
1: Rachel Renee Russell presents the Dork Diaries podcast. Brought to you by Simon & Schuster Audio.
0: Episode 3, Saturday, September 7th. I'm really sick and tired of Mackenzie's mean girl attitude and antics. So I've decided I'm going to walk right up to that spoiled rotten diva and tell her off really good. My magazine says every girl needs to be friendly and find her own inner beauty deep down inside. But I say... Every girl needs to be smart and strong and ignore all the haters. I'm going to tell Mackenzie right to her face on like maybe the last day of school that just because she and her friends dress like fashionistas, they do not have the right to say nasty things about other people people being the girls whose moms make them shop at JCPenney, Sears, and other stores like that. Girls like, well, me. Okay, it's not a big secret that the clothes from those stores aren't as cool as the clothes from the mall. And yes, it's a huge inconvenience and a definite turnoff to have to walk through the old ladies, fat ladies, and pregnant ladies' departments to get to the one for teens. No wonder most girls prefer those fancy teen shops in the mall. My mom says, Honey, it really doesn't matter where your clothes come from as long as they're clean. Right? Wrong. I don't know how many times I've heard Mackenzie shriek,
1: OMG. Where are these pathetic girls buying such hideous clothes? The dollar store? Sorry, but I'd come to school butt naked before I would ever buy my fashions from a store that sells lawnmowers. To be honest, I didn't know the stores
0: I shopped at sold lawnmowers. And even if they do, big fat hairy deal. It's not like the clothes smell like a lawnmower or something. At least... I hadn't noticed it. The next time I go shopping, I'm going to sniff the clothing before I buy anything, just to make sure. I'm also going to wear a hat, wig, sunglasses, and phony mustache so no one will recognize me. Whatever! Sunday, September 8th. I'm already dreading that I have to go back to school tomorrow been one whole week, and I still haven't made a single friend. I've got this overwhelming sense of loneliness sitting in the pit of my stomach like a big, fat, poisonous toad. I'm seriously thinking about asking my parents to let me move back to the city and live with my grandma so I can attend my old school. I'll admit the school wasn't perfect, but I'd give anything to hang out with my friends from art class again. I really, really miss them. Anyway, my grandma lives in one of those apartment buildings for elderly people, who are young at heart and committed to leading a full and active life. So she's up on all the latest fads and stuff. She's also a little wacky. Okay, a lot wacky. And totally addicted to the game show The Price is Right. Last year, Grandma bought a computer from the Home Shopping Network to help her train to be a contestant on The Price is Right. Now she spends most of her spare time on her computer, memorizing the suggested retail prices of all the major grocery store brands. She plans to use all her research and game strategies to write a how-to manual called The Price is Right for Really Stupid People says her book could be bigger than Harry Potter. I didn't think being on a game show took any special skills, but she told me you had to train like you would for the Super Bowl. She took a few sips of her energy drink, stared at me real serious-like, and whispered, Sweetie, when
1: life presents challenges, you can be either a chicken or a champion. The choice is yours.
0: Then she started humming the song, Girls Just Wanna Have Fun, really loud. I was like, just great. Grandma is finally going senile. Doesn't she understand that some things in life you're stuck with and powerless to change? Give me a break. But I have to admit, she has gotten pretty good at The Price is Right. The last few times I saw her play along with the game show, she got every single price correct. It was amazing because she would have won like $549,321 in cash and prizes, including three cars, a boat, a trip for two to Niagara Falls, and a lifetime supply of Depends adult diapers. I gave her a big hug and said, Grandma, you have mad skills at the Price is Right game, and I'm really proud of you. But you should really try to get out of the house more often. Grandma just smiled and said, My life is exciting now that I'm taking hip-hop
1: dance lessons at the Senior Rec Center, and my dance teacher Crump Daddy is dope. You want to see me bust a move? I was like,
0: thanks, Grandma, but I probably should get started on my homework right now. I was actually really worried she was going to bust her hip, skull, or spleen and I'd have to call 911. Then my parents would blame me because my grandma almost killed herself doing hip-hop. But she disappeared for a few minutes and came back into the room wearing a hot pink warm-up suit and carrying a huge old-school boombox. Then... woo! Oh, yeah! Oh yeah, Grandma's got the moves. Ha, 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 yeah, ha, huh, ha. Huh. Like we do at the rec center, baby. Raise the roof. Where's My the grandma roof? slaying Ow. those dance moves. Oh, yeah. I was super impressed. Whoa. She I was really actually nice. really good for a 76-year-old. And her tunes Gilling were it. super cool too. Whoa. Grandma's a little wacky, Whoa. but you gotta love her. I'm gonna bust a move, maybe break a hip. Ooh. Monday, September 9th. This morning, the halls were plastered with colorful posters for random acts of avant-garde art, our annual school art show. I'm super excited, because the first prize for each class is $750 cash. Sweet! That would be enough for me to get a cell phone, a new outfit from the mall, and art supplies. But most important, winning that award could transform me from a socially challenged art dork to a socially charmed art diva, practically overnight. Then maybe someone at the school would wanna be my friend. So I rushed down to the school office to get an entry form and was surprised to see a line had already formed. And guess who else was there picking one up to? Mackenzie. And as usual, she was blabbering nonstop.
1: Like, since I'm going to be a model slash fashion designer slash pop star, I've created some hot fashion illustrations for my fab forever clothing line, which I also plan to wear on my successful world tour so all my adoring fans will see my designs and buy like a million dollars worth. Then I'm going to enroll at a prestigious university like Harvard, Yale or the Westchester Fashion Institute of Cosmetology, which, BT dubs, is owned by my aunt Clarissa.
0: Okay, I'll admit I freaked out about having to compete against Mackenzie. She just kept staring at me with her icy blue eyes and my stomach felt queasy and I got chill bumps. Then, suddenly, I had an epiphany. And I totally understood what my grandma meant when she said, You can be either a chicken or a champion. The choice is yours. I took a deep breath as my heart pounded in my chest. The choice I was about to make could impact the rest of my life. It took a lot of courage to admit I was a big, fat chicken. When the office assistant asked if I was there to pick up an entry form for the avant-garde art show, I just froze and started clucking like a hen. (laughs) Then Mackenzie laughed, like me entering the competition was the most ridiculous thing she had ever heard. That's when I spotted the yellow sign-up sheet for Library Shelving Assistants, also known as LSAs. Every day during study hall, a few kids get excused to go to the school library to shelve books. An LSA's life is about as exciting as watching paint dry. So, instead of trying to achieve my dream of winning a major art competition, I very stupidly signed up to shelve dusty and boring library books. If I see another book, I'm going to puke. My future miserable life as a library shelving assistant. And it's all Mackenzie's fault. When I reported to the library during study hall, the librarian, Mrs. Peach, gave me a tour. You'll be working with two other girls who signed up last week. But what I wanted to know was who, in their right mind, would sign up to shelve library books as an extracurricular activity. How about three desperate, socially challenged dorks? I can't believe Mackenzie has totally wrecked my life like this. Tuesday, September 10th. I had the most horrible accident in French class today. While I was taking my French book out of my backpack, my perfumed body spray, called Sassy Sasha, fell on the floor. Unfortunately, the little white nozzle thingy popped off, and it just kept spraying and spraying until the entire can was empty. My teacher, Mr. Something or Other, I can't pronounce his name because it sounds like a sneeze, started yelling a lot of stuff in French that sounded an awful lot like curse words.
1: Oh la la,
0: mon dieu! Sacre bleu! alors, Oh la 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 la! Then he evacuated all the students from the classroom because everyone was coughing and choking and their eyes were watering really bad. And while we were standing in the hallway waiting for the smell to go away, he asked me very rudely in English, which I do understand Are you trying to kill me? Okay, first of all, I don't like French class that much anyway. And second of all, it was just an accident. I mean, it's not like my perfume was really going to kill him. At least, I don't think so. But then again, What if it actually did? What if my French teacher collapsed in the teacher's lounge while eating a corn dog at lunch and died from extreme sassy Sasha asphyxiation? And what if, for three whole days, no one noticed the foul odor coming from his dead body since the school lunches normally smell a lot like rotting flesh too? The police would launch an investigation, and I would be the main suspect. Then, the crime scene experts would conduct scientific tests on my French teacher's nose hairs and find traces of sassy Sasha. They would figure out that he was fumigated with a lethal dose of perfume body spray. And what if someone who hated my guts, like, um... Mackenzie Hollister secretly planted incriminating physical evidence to make it look like I committed a vicious, premeditated murder. you got to believe me. I'm totally innocent. I have nothing to hide. Search my bedroom. I'd end up getting the electric chair during my freshman year, which would not be very fun. And then afterward, I'd be highly upset because I also missed out on driver's ed class. My senior prom, high school graduation, college, my wedding, my children's births, becoming a grandmother, and dying at 89 in a cold, lonely nursing home. Now that I think about it, my French teacher just loves Mackenzie because she's really good at French and she can pronounce his weird, sneeze-sounding name. I bet if she had dropped her sassy Sasha body spray in his classroom and the nozzle thingy popped off, he would not have yelled at her or accused her of trying to kill him. But that's because Mackenzie is Miss Perfect. I bet she's even going to win the avant-garde art competition. And afterward, just out of spite, she'll probably check out, like, 389 books from the school library and then return them all the next day. Of course, I'll be the one stuck having to put each and every one of them away since I'm a stupid library shelving assistant. My pathetic life is so unfair, it makes me want to scream hi this is nikki thanks for listening i hope you'll come back soon for the next installment in the dork diaries tales from a not so fabulous life podcast and don't forget the entire dork diaries series is available right now wherever books and audiobooks are sold read or listen to them today